stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. like the big slow dance song the big uh grab a hold of someone's hand slow skate around the roller rink uh you know i gotta admit i mean we were all a little jealous uh, of Corey hart i mean he was the one that he had <laughs> that was the face you saw in all the girls lockers and on their walls all the posters they all love Corey hart but understandably so very handsome man incredibly talented guy uh, and quite an uh, accomplished uh, musician. Uh, Corey Hart has been uh, back in the spotlight as of late. He was inducted into the 2019, or among the 2019 inductees into the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. And uh, right here in Calgary, which is where he is, today is the launch of Milestones, a special exhibition at Studio Bell in partnership with the Canadian Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, honoring uh, this music icon. And joining us on the line is the one and only Corey Hart himself. Corey, this is great. How are you? Good to have you with us here. Thank, thank you so much, sir. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Well, I didn't know, where you, I didn't know where you were going to go with it, with the posters <laughs> and the locker room. Uh, I was getting a little nervous. But, well, yeah, I suppose so. But what was it like back in the day when, you know, you, you, you have those, those huge pop stars where you, you must have been getting that reaction wherever you went, you know, the screaming and the, it must have been crazy for a while. Yeah, that's a good adjective for it. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, it, it was a surreal experience because you know there's there's no training for that um, of how to to deal and cope with with um, a type of celebrity fan pandemonium that that you know my fans exuded at that time. Um, I certainly you know never never anticipated it. I you know when I recorded my first record and shot my first video, I I just didn't think that um, I would you know I didn't really get recognized much at school. You right. know? And so in high school, um, I was recognized for having bad grades, but I wasn't <laughs> recognized for being a ladies' man by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, but it's part of my history. And, and just when you play the intro to Never Surrender, um, I, I still get, you know, goosebumps when I hear it, you know, uh, when I hear that song, because it just evokes so many wonderful memories for me. Oh, I can just imagine. All right. So let's talk about, uh, you know, some of what's been happening lately here. I mentioned the, the induction of the Canadian Music Hall of Fame and congratulations on that. Now we've got this announcement today at uh, Studio Bell, the National Music Centre. Um, you know, just your, your thoughts on, on that recognition and, and the honour of it all. Well, did you see the telecast on Sunday night? I didn't, unfortunately. Oh, no. you didn't. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, that's good that you're an honest, <laughs> yeah, well, honest man, because <laughs> you could have just bluffed your way through that. But you might have but, tested uh, me. Yeah. Pardon me? No, <laughs> no, but it's good. Uh, I teach my kids that honesty is, is the best policy, so you should always stick with that. It, it was um, extremely emotional, and um, uh, my, I had so much 
love in my heart that night. You know, my family were there watching me, and I was being recognized by the peers, uh, you know, in the Canadian music industry, inducted into the Hall of Fame with a pantheon of greats and legends, you know, that preceded me. So it was just a swirl of emotions going on that night, and I, I had no speech prepared. Um, you know, they had mentioned to me, the producers, that it may be a good idea to have something in the teleprompter so that I could read it. Um, because it tends to be quite an emotional moment for people and you know you're on live TV and I said I really just wanted to experience that that moment in you know organically and viscerally as it as it takes place and they did a you know a video pack for me which I'd never seen you know the first time I saw it was live um, and I I really welled up I got really emotional and uh, you have to I guess I'll send you a clip of it so you can watch it so you see what what, what you know in your own eyes how mm-hmm. it felt but um it was a very special moment, very, you know, uh, beyond special. It was uh, uh, an experience that I'll never forget. What's interesting, too, is I understand now that, you, you, you know, you're back at the Junos. It was actually at a Juno Awards ceremony that you met your wife. Is that true? That's right. Um, we met back in 1993. Um, I was, I'd never, um, you know, I'd never met her before, and I was supposed to present an award that night, I was nominated for a few awards, and I was supposed to present uh, an album of the year award. And at the last minute, they switched the category on me uh, to present video of the year. And I was on my way to the dress rehearsal, and so I told the producers, you know what, guys, uh, I'm going to pass on that video of the year award. And then they went into a panic because they had already pre-announced that I was going to be on the telecast that evening. And about 15 minutes later, they called back, and uh, they said, would I be adverse to presenting with this young singer that's nominated as most promising female vocalist from, from Quebec? Her name is Julie Math, and would I be up for that? And I said, what's the category? And then they said, group of the year. And I go, okay, we're on. <laughs> and so yeah. we met that night, and uh, I ended up... You know, starting to work with her about seven months later, and we fell madly in love, and it's 25 years later. So the moral of the story is it's good to follow your inner voice and sometimes be a little stubborn about things. Yeah, that's that's good advice. What's interesting, too, is that so you you got married, you started a family, and then you did something that, that a lot of people aren't able to do. You actually basically walked away from the industry and, and focused mm-hmm. on being a dad, being a husband, having a family. Talk about that decision. Well, it was guided a lot by the fact that I didn't have a father growing up, and, you know, that was a a pain that I had lived with, you know, during my teens and as a young boy and going into early manhood. I was very, you know, focused on my music career, and so all my energies were channeled into that, but I always wanted to have a family one day. I didn't realize that, you know, my job was going to take me around the world and that the hours are completely, um, you know, off the charts in terms of any, you know, consistency. And it's a very selfish profession. And I don't mean that in a pejorative sense. I mean, you need to be focused and selfish on what you do. But it's just, I couldn't reconcile the two worlds of, of the, you know, the musician rock star world and then being there for my kids. So after my third daughter was born in 1999, I just said, you know, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay at home, and I'm just going to be with them, and, and Julie and I are going to raise them. And 20 years later, four kids, um, you know, they're all grown up, except our youngest is 15 now, and uh, it, gives, it gives Daddy a little, a little time to, uh, to go back and do what he used to do. Well, and yeah, so it's interesting that, you know, you're back on the road this year after all of these years. I mean, did, did it, was it intended to be a hiatus or did it kind of feel like a retirement at the time? Yeah, it was never intended to be a hiatus. It was a retirement. I, I never expected or imagined that 20 years later 
that's why I was so moved by the induction into, into the the Hall of Fame that, you know, they, they remembered me after all these years, you know. <laughs> In the music business, three or four years is a long time. Twenty years, that's centuries. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that they acknowledged me like that and the fact that the fans... There's still a desire for for the fans to see me, you know. Um, that's a beautiful thing, and I, I can't wait to reunite with them and 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 do this tour again. So I'm very very grateful that the door wasn't you know barred shut. Well, look, I mean, yeah, the fans remember you. I mean, we've got some nice venues uh, around Calgary, but they got you booked in the Saddle Dome for for a reason, right? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I played the Saddle Dome a couple times uh, in the '80s. Uh, I played Northlands as well, and. They don't call it Northlands anymore, do they? No, yeah, there's a whole new arena as a whole, whole bit of business. Yeah, it's a whole new there. arena. Yeah. But I, I, I have great memories of, of those tours that I did in the mid-'80s. And, um, you know, it was, it was through my Facebook page that I started to get the feeling that, that you know, my fans really missed my music. And, and you know, they because I, I was literally off the, the radar for about 15 years. And then, you know, a couple of years back, I started to just have one social media outlet, Facebook, just to communicate a little bit with my fans. And, um, yeah, I'm super grateful that uh, I can go back to a wonderful venue like the Saddle Dome and, and, and perform there. Uh, so that's June 20th. But now in the meantime, of course, we got this, uh, the Milestones exhibit. And a lot of this stuff is pretty personal. I mean, you mentioned your grades in school. There's some high school report cards <laughs> that are there. Uh, your, some of your handwritten lyrics. When's the last time you saw your report card? Oh, my God. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm frightened. I, I don't want my kids to ever see it. I think it's maybe my biggest concern. Well, the thing was is that, you know, we really wanted to, first of all, the National Music Center do an outstanding job for, for Canadian musicians and Canadian artists and singers. And they were so diligent and thorough, wanting everything to be authentic and make sure that everything was properly vetted. And, and it's, it's just a wonderful honor for me to, to have that, you know, exhibition done there. And we went through, you know, Julie and I went through lots of old archive boxes that we had in storage that we hadn't pulled out in, you know, 15 years, 20 years. And I found some, some things in there that are quite, you know, telling about my life as a young boy and, and what I went through, and my, my, including my high school report cards, which my fans know that I'm, I'm pretty math challenged. But, <laughs> you know, I didn't get D's and C's, you know, I got F's <laughs> consistently. <laughs> And, and the comments are really cute. So, well, they're not cute. They were they were kind of painful at the time, but now in retrospect, they're kind of cute because boy, was I bad. But I mean, it's an interesting glimpse in, into your life and into your childhood and the early days of your career. I mean, your yeah. first ever Juno Awards, the sunglasses uh, yeah, sure. from the, from the, the original, video, right? Yeah, absolutely, the original sunglasses that uh, you know that I wore uh, in, in the video uh, for for the song. And um, there's some handwritten notes for when I wrote the lyrics to Never Surrender and some, some of my diaries, some of my personal journal uh, scribblings, and even some letters. I was very close to my mom. And so there's some letters that I wrote when, in, you know, when I was 11, 10, 12 years old. And you can kind of see a bit of a, I won't call myself a poet, but, you know, I was, I was creative in the way that I expressed myself, or I guess maybe very ultra-sensitive, um, and I can only tell when I, you know, I reread those letters again, you know, as an adult now, a man in my 50s, and I'm reading these letters a little boy wrote when he was 11 or 12, and they're kind of touching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. Uh, by the way, and I wanted to pass on a belated thank you from one of our listeners. It says, Corey Hart gave me a $100 tip on New Year's Eve 1989. I was a bellhop at the Chateau Laurier in Ottawa, one of the nicest gifts I've ever received. 
So, after 30 years, a belated thanks. Uh, but that's an interesting, no? That, that is interesting. That's interesting. He got more stuff going on over there. Uh, well, no, a lot of folks saying all kinds of nice things about you here. I mean, we, we could, we could, <laughs> I could shower you with all of this praise. Another one here says, uh, thank you, Corey Hart, talented musician, gifted individual, beautiful music, beautiful family, so deserved of any all accolades and recognition, grew up with his music, cherished memories. Wow. Uh, that from Laura, so... That's beautiful. Oh, well, let's quit while we're ahead. That's <laughs> well. Much more. CoreyHart.com. Like uh, uh, the uh, exhibition is open at the uh, National Music Center, and again, June twentieth at the Saddle Dome. Looking forward yeah. to that. Corey, so great talking to you today. Thanks so much for making some time for Thank us. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, to all my fans in Calgary, I look forward to seeing you again, and uh, we're going to bring the house down. All right. Well, congrats and all the best, all right. Corey. Thanks again. God bless. Thank you, you sir. All right. There you go. What a guy. Uh, the one and only Corey Hart, and he is back. The uh, 2019 Never Surrender Tour uh, comes through town June 20th uh, at the Saddle Dome, but he is in town. He's in town today, uh, launching this uh, exhibition at the uh, National Music Center, Studio Bell. Milestones, Corey Hart. So as he mentioned, talks, he's got these letters he sent to his mom when he was 11 and 12, his high school report cards, the handwritten lyrics for Never Surrender, the sunglasses he wore in the sunglasses and night video. His Juno Award, the actual Juno Award for the best video, uh, 1984. Uh, fan letters, all kinds of different memorabilia. So that's, uh, that launches today, runs through to October of this year. All right, 403-974-8255 is a number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.